Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. A Dadsnet original podcast. Welcome, gentlemen, to the Loose Dads podcast. This is Loose Dads from the Dadsnet. It's four dads sitting around having a bit of a chat, and hopefully, it's entertaining for you. On the way, we've got Under Overrated, where we find out what one dad on the panel thinks of stuff things, events, objects, whether they're underrated or overrated. We look at the big news story of the day and how it relates to dads. And Tony from the Dadsnet asks us this question. Um, How do I explain to my daughter that she's not fat and definitely needs to eat three meals a day? But first of all, let's introduce you to the panel. And after a lot of uh, footwear conversation last week, I thought I'd uh, introduce them based on the footwear they would be. So Jack... Jack, you're a steel toe cap work boots because you're you're building that stuff for your kids. You're a, you're out there, aren't you, in your yeah. Norfolk countryside with your hammer and your nails and stuff. <laughs> yeah, no, I like it. Manly. <laughs> yeah. The manliest he's ever felt. <laughs> Sparky, you are a pair of Nike Air Jordans. Yes. They were they were a big statement when they came out, and you're a man who loves a big statement, a sweeping statement. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a size 13 statement. Although, hold on, doesn't weren't Nike Airs kind of developed for basketball? And isn't like Jack like the basketball fan here? Hey, I already said I'm Jordan now, Brad. No, back up, back up. Let's not look too closely for logic. You will find that it is very much underperforming in that sector. <laughs> but yeah, Sparky was the man who on a previous episode said you couldn't be a real adult if you didn't eat fish, which is one of those statements. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> you started eating tuna since though, Jim, because you listened. <laughs> uh, we've got Brad. Brad's a pair of Yeezys. Ooh. Ooh. You never know what he's going to come out with next. You never know where they're going to go. <laughs> bravo, and bravo. Very good. And I'm Jim, I'm a pair of brogues. Yes, they're from the olden days, but you still get them out for special occasions, don't you? Now, you'll notice that I didn't say anyone was a pair of Crocs, which was the uh, footwear that caused the controversy last time. That's because I'm not a horrible person. That would be a terrible thing to say about someone. 100% uh, agree. Plus, I'd probably have to bleep it out. Exactly. (laughs) It's so Uh, offensive. Have they been on the phone for a sponsorship deal recently? (laughs) Um, Not just yet, but I'm wet, Jim. They'll be here. They'll be here. It's time for Sparky to get into the hot seats. Under. Over. Under. Over. Under. Over. Rated. 
This is Under Overrated. It's where we grill one of the panel every week and we throw things at them. Objects, names, stuff, things. And they have to say whether they're overrated or underrated. It's as simple as that. So Sparky, are you ready? I am ready. You seem to have a lot of trouble with this last week from listening back uh, <laughs> when you were putting the questions. So let's see how you deal with having hey. the questions put to you. I'm under the spotlight this time. Right, I'll do better. Come on, boys. Brad, what's your first thing for Sparky? I'm going to hit you with an existential one. Death. Whoa. Big oh. uh, start. It's overrated, man, because I'm running away from it for as long as I can. <laughs> but, sorry, who's rating it highly? It's Vikings who want Valhalla. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> hey, shout out to all the goths who uh, might be listening. I'd love it if it was overrated. Like, oh, I'm so sick of people going on about how great death is. <laughs> Jack, what's yours to put to Sparky? Uh, less existential. Craft beer. Oh, overrated. Like, sometimes it's like drinking a fart in a glass. Like, do you know what I mean? It's like, I, some of them are nice. Like, I like a nice IPA, but stop it with your... Vickers toenail or whatever it's called, like <laughs> chill out. I can't even stand an IPA. Really? Oh, that's because oh, nah, you're all man, Brad. That's because you're too masculine. You probably drink Ooh. bitter and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> These conversations do leave me a bit cold, though. When people go, "Oh, it's a great session ale," I have no idea what yeah, that means. No, I don't know what a session ale is. Or like any of that. <laughs> does it get Just me drunk? It, yeah. Like, does it taste nice? <laughs> not really. Yeah. Well, there you go. <laughs> I like Budweiser. Um, <laughs> Sparky, how about the British seaside? Underrated or overrated? Underrated, mate. I'm from the British seaside. I'm from Portsmouth, uh, Stony Beach. It does hurt your feet when you're walking down to get into the water, but, you know, being by the seaside, stick a rock, old 2p machines, and smelly warm donuts with a ton of sugar on them is so underrated. It's a great so, way to spend a summer. So overrated. Oh, come oh, on, come dude. On. Oh, my gosh, man. Firstly, the pebble beaches. What is that about? Okay. And then secondly, <laughs> secondly... <laughs> we can't that's geography, that, mate. We can't <laughs> control <laughs> that. Like, doesn't matter. Doesn't Sorry? matter. Doesn't matter. That's, all right. And then the other thing is your vicious bloody seagulls. Oh. <laughs> I mean, dude, honestly, I have never been manhandled before whilst on a beach. All right. I've been... I lived in South Africa, grew up in a very dangerous place. I've been on the beach. I've been cased once with the family, right? But it led nowhere, right? There's a group oh. of guys following us up to up to no good. Um, and Did they start causing trouble in your neighborhood? <laughs> neighborhood. Yeah. I was actually seeing it. We almost got in one little fight. My mom got scared. Um, <laughs> no, this group, were they like a group of seagulls? Were they after a chip or something? Like, well, that's the thing, dude. Like, uh, obviously not last year, but the year before, we went to, to Cornwall. Beautiful, beautiful. I'll give it props. It's a, it is. It's a lovely place. At least it's Sandy Beach, not Pebbly Beach. Okay. And um, we we bought some ice creams on a cone and turned around and got two feet away. And next minute, these crows came down, snatched down, and gulped the whole thing. <laughs> right from my hand, dude. Wait, were they crows? I'm not crows, sorry, seagulls. <laughs> <laughs> Brad, they were on holiday as well. To the British wildlife. Oh, <laughs> the sorry, goths are see? loving this episode. Yeah, yeah, the goths are on it, dude. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, the seagulls literally down and snapped it it was manhandled dude I felt so 
so oh. I felt like such a victim. In, in Whitby, in North Yorkshire, there is a um, there's a campaign to stop people feeding the seagulls, and the the poster that they use, I will find a copy of it and I will post it into the Loose Dads podcast Facebook group because it's the most chilling and petrifying thing you have ever seen. It's just, but so are seagulls. Some... Like I will give you that, well, Brad. Yeah. Like I will give you that. Seagulls are horrible, but yeah, mate, British seaside definitely underrated. Like, the thing is, Sparky, I grew up in in a seaside town as well, so you must be like me. You learn at quite an early age to just punch seagulls out of the sky, right? Yeah, damn right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And don't God slow down. I mean, yeah. I, I love animals, but don't slow down when they're hanging out on the beach trying to get a chip. Just drive. Just drive. I mean, I, I mean th- th- this is a true story. I remember once um, when I was a child and my, my aunt took my cousin and I to the um, centre of Johannesburg and there was a gunman on a rooftop shooting an AK-47 at all of us, so we had to dive into a shop, right? I wasn't half as scared then as I was when the seagull <laughs> attacked me, okay? Wow. England has given me PTSD. Oh, man, imagine a seagull. seagull disorder. <laughs> a seagull with an AK is Brad's worst nightmare now. <laughs> so this has taken a turn, hasn't it? Um, right. Still underrated, though, guys. Still, uh, Forget what Brad's saying. British Seaside is underrated. Brad, have you got something to uh, to give to Sparky? And please don't talk about uh, ask him if uh, being shot at with an AK forty seven is underrated. Or <laughs> <laughs> All right, here's one for you, Godparents. Um, ooh, maybe overrated. I'm, ooh, I'm just going to say that because I am a godparent. My, um, but yeah, since my like godson's got older, it's my cousin's son uh, George. Like we, yeah, we don't spend as much time together. I just don't really know actually what the full responsibilities. I feel like that's a blurred one. It's like I, I don't want to drag us into this, but unless unless God is your thing, it's pretty overrated, isn't it? Yeah. I'm yeah. a god, but, but that feeling I of don't connection. do a lot of the sort of you know the leading them down a godly path. Uh, yeah, I think so. With with uh, modern society, society, it became more of a person who would just look after you in, in case of death of a parent or the parents. I think that's yeah. But is that a binding contract? Yeah, I, I think you, originally it was, yeah. as you say. I think originally, as you say, it was. Um, it was. Hey, uh, I stood a, in that. Who, yeah, I stood who, in that who, church and said I was going to make sure yeah. she led a very godly life. We had the path of the light. Exactly. We had a humanist ceremony for our kids, and uh, we've got odd parents rather than god parents. Oh, nice. Hey, okay. that's nice. Like, I've been nice. to a naming session before, which was like an alternative to christening, where it's probably similar to what what you did, Jim, is it? Like, no, that, that, yeah, that, it was a that, naming that, day, and it was really good. The, the first one that we had for our daughter was so nice. It was great. It was beautiful. We got the same woman to do it the second time for our son. She got his name wrong all the way through. Oh, it was awkward. Less of an occasion. <laughs> Were you furious? Like, I would have had to have said something, Jim. How did you not say something? It was just quite funny, really. <laughs> You're a humbler man than me, mate. I'm like, we paid for this. <laughs> well, no, that's the thing. We've not paid for it because I asked her for a bank details. She never sent them. So hey, oh, he's right. four years old now. It's three years since we did it. So I think I've got away with it. Uh, I think and you've got a 30-day invoice policy. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, we had to call him Steph now. That was what she because he's called Seth. She called him Steph all the way through. Um, Brad, uh, did you? You did it, didn't you? Yeah. Godparents. Oh, that three years ago we were talking about that. Sorry, uh, Jack. Have you got one for Sparky? Uh, Pixar movies. 
Uh, underrated. I love them. I love all Pixar movies. Nemo. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's that mind one? I thought that one like, caught me off guard. Inside Out. Inside oh. Out. Oh. Yeah masterpiece but Toy Story was the original OG like I actually remember falling in love with that and uh, I look forward to watching it with Jackson I've, I've not done that yet but I'm going to wait till he's old enough to appreciate it before we dust that one out I love all the little easter eggs that connect them all together if you watch Cars the name of the big oil company is the same oil company that in the original Toy Story when they stop at a petrol station really? it's the same company yeah, I love it how they do through. that. Like, when you see one of them posts on Facebook, I'm like, what? No way! <laughs> like sitting there like a six-year-old kid loving it. Yeah, one of those BuzzFeed articles. <laughs> uh, Sparky, the French, underrated or overrated? Oh, uh, underrated. I love Ooh, France. Uh, and being from Portsmouth, like that was where we often went for school trips. If we went on like a, a school trip to France, we went to play like a sport I used to play called Chukeball. Have I ever dropped that one on you yet? No, uh, no, but please tell us more about yeah, Chukeball. Yeah, it's just a handball game. No, go and look it up. It's too long to explain, but we were, it's just like us in our school and a load of French schools played it and we'd just go to Le Havre every year. Um, but I love France, yeah, I like cheese, I like wine, I like a booze cruise on the ferry over there. Yeah, I that, was, that, was a, <laughs> that was a teacher, wasn't it? A teacher going, I fancy a trip to France yeah, this year. Yeah. How can I do it? We'll just play some sport they only ever play in France. Brilliant. Mate, I don't think it's a coincidence that our the head of PE, our, our IP Miss Hardacre always had a bottle of whiskey underneath her desk <laughs> <laughs> it was probably um, French I'm whiskey with sorry I'm with you on the French in fact I would say moi aussi hey. j'adore uh, la France hey. I can't speak French très bien oui oui très bien I'm having a go <laughs> Miss Cabon would, would be proud quite happily live in France except my French is very basic and <laughs> I don't think any of my family oh, would come man. with me, so it would just be me. <laughs> Jim, if you ever do move to France, please can you start a YouTube uh, channel called A Northerner in Paris or A Northerner yeah. en France? Because I would subscribe, mate. I'd be your first subscriber. A Northerner <laughs> plays cheekball, yeah. <laughs> hey, honestly, I look up cheekball, it is. It's weird. There's a trampoline involved and you throw the ball and brilliant. I broke someone's arm playing it once. It was the coolest moment I had as a kid. But that's another story for another day. <laughs> Sparky, if you moved there, you could restart your gardener series as hey. the Parisian urban gardener. Hey, yeah. I could do that. Yeah. Uh, Don, well, would it be a jardinier? Le, uh, le nice, jardin? Nice, nice. I don't... It may, I don't. It, It'd make that sexy courgette video a bit more romantic, wouldn't it? (laughs) (laughs) What's courgette in French? Help me out, boys. Courgette sounds quite French anyway, so let's stick with that. Le baguette de verte. So you have uh, a couple of jobs to do. One, go and tell us about your strange sports that you played with on the Loose Dads podcast Facebook group. Number two, go and check out Sparky the Urban Gardener on YouTube. You will not be disappointed with that Um, and I guess I'll be in the chair next week on Under Overrated thank you very much Sparky thank you boys Uh, on the way we are going to be talking about what's in the news and how it affects dads that's coming up next on Loose Dads hello my name is dad hello my name is dad hello my name is dad hello My name used to be Jack, but now it's Dad. Ah yes, that's right. We used to have names and identities outside of being just Dads. (laughs) It's coming back to me now. 
I used to be really into going down the pub for a beer on the weekends. Oh, do you remember that? Just a distant memory now, Uh, which is why you might as well check out the Hello My Name Is Dad range of merchandise from uh, dadsnet.shop. I've got uh, a trucker cap with it on and also a nice t-shirt with it on. Fully branded, Jack. Oh, yeah. Well done. (laughs) When are the budgie smugglers coming out? (laughs) (laughs) uh, I don't think you'd be able to fit it all on mine. Uh, could use it Wait. as a mask. No, hold on. I think I just made a small dick joke about myself. <laughs> hey! Congratulations, you played yourself! <laughs> Jesus, man. This is Loose Dads from the Dad's Net. It's me, it's Sparky, it's Jack and it's Brad. And we want to say a loyal listener to our podcast, Chris Hanscom. He has had a baby number two, Theo, the other day. Uh, £8, six ounces. Both mum and baby doing well. We just wanted to say congratulations because yes. we're kind and loving people like that. Hey, well hey. done, Chris. Uh, time hey. to get the snip. And as a loyal listener, you'll have heard the stories about Brad Snip and you'll know not what to do. What not go, to do, sorry. Don't go for a wank shortly after, you'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> they need to add that literally as bold no, as that. You, you've just spoiled, well, we were just a doing wank. something nice. Brad, we were doing something nice for someone's newborn baby and now when he wants to play this back in 18 years, you would have talked about wanking on it. Again. I'm sure you guys... I'm, <laughs> I'm sure you guys can cut me out. It's fine. <laughs> no, you're going to stay in and you'll learn a lesson. From <laughs> but Chris, Let's have what, a look. Sorry, sorry. No, carry on. But Chris, what we were trying to say was congratulations. Yes, congrats. <laughs> Ruined it. All right, let's have a look inside the news. Uh, in the news then, uh, this is something that we've not really talked about. There's a lot of kind of dad-related topics that you go, you kind of expect on this show. But this is an interesting one. Uh, news has come out this week. Well, the Royal Marines have been testing out this genuine jetpack for using. You know, it's the sort of thing you see in the films. Occasionally they have one sort of for show. I think one of the Olympics, a person came down in a jetpack. And you have those ones that you're <laughs> over water and it sort of sprays out water to, mm. to lift you up in the air. But this is one that's going to be actually used potentially in combat. But it's 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 sort of opened my eyes to the sort of thing that our kids today we're meant to be preparing them really to go out and do their own thing. But we're going to be preparing them for jobs that don't even exist yet, like a Royal Marine jetpack rider. <laughs> that is a yeah. job that's only just starting. What and like the first that? person who does that has never sort of been down the to the Royal Marine jetpack rider school. Sorry, <laughs> J- Jim, I thought I think you meant a Royal Mail jetpack rider. Oh, really? It says Royal Marines here. No, no, no. no. I'm saying for, for our kids, as a general oh, job, right. they'll just be flying around in oh, jetpacks delivering yeah. mail. Because oh, yeah, the average okay. male man will be doing it. It won't just be used in yeah. military combat. There'll be yeah. someone literally going in for a bunch of flats. Yeah. They'll be up there. They'll be up there com, 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 um, combating with the Amazon drones and everyone yeah, be fighting yeah, yeah. for airspace. <laughs> Do you know what? I genuinely thought I'd misread that. I genuinely thought, oh my God. Sorry, dude. Look, I've man. made a, a grave error here. <laughs> Makes sense. 
<laughs> I'm sorry. It brings a whole no, new no, meaning to express delivery, though, guys. That really does Because the thing is, I quite often when I'm doing this show, because obviously this is a load of old rubbish and I don't put any work into it. I don't really read things properly before I talk about them. So um, there we go. Anyway, that video that... though, Jim, that video you were talking about is absolutely amazing. Like there, there's a trial video out where he's flying the jetpack over the sea and then he literally lands on like a frigate or some type of uh, military, navy vessel. And just sort of like, imagine when, you know, pirates take over a hostage, um, take over ships, take ships hostage. Imagine when pirates take ships hostage, the, the Royal Mail guy. Guys, if you hadn't have laughed then, we could have edited that perfectly. You really pissed on that and made me sound unprofessional. Uh, but anyway, guys, right? What I was trying to say is, it's well cool how he just sort of like boards a ship and deals with it. Like, imagine teaching your kid that, yeah, you, you could do that one day, potentially. One day, maybe you could be a podcaster who can speak, not like these four numbers. <laughs> hey. But that in, is interesting. So how do we go about preparing our kids for the world of work? What is the world of work going to be like in what, 10, 20 years' time? It's, that's something to be kind of thinking about, isn't it, Brad? Oh, I don't know. It's a, it's, a, it's a tough one, dude, because how do you plan for something that you don't know is going to exist? It's a tricky one. I think you can only try and safeguard them on certain things. Like, I think um, things like coding will probably always be big. I mean, yeah. I know I know they're teaching coding a lot now in schools, which is great. I think that's something that'll probably be consistent throughout for a very long time. Um, but it's it's really really difficult to to try and prepare your kids for conventional jobs because, as you say, conventional jobs probably won't really be existing well, when they are adults. Trades will. Trades will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not going to yeah. have robot plumbers, are you? Well, I mean, if they're cheaper, mm. I mean, oh, uh, what? My goodness. <laughs> no. mm. I did uh, I did a bit of writing for a company that um helps people implement ro- oh, it's robotic process automation and I had to write this whole thing about it I don't really understand it to be honest but I read one report where they were looking at the positives of it and they said oh yeah in this uh, survey they found that in most cases job losses weren't the outcome or the uh, the intention and then you look at the actual mm. studies and it was 52% wasn't 48% still mm. <laughs> had lots of job losses and mm. we all know about 52 48% and how difficult that can be mm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i mean do you know what those are really great example with this uh, when when i saw the question from um no that's not the question from, when i saw this news story or no cuz we were just going to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> guys you definitely have to edit this joke. Sparky what do you do for a job uh, I'm <laughs> guys I've been up since four o'clock some sort of sympathy that's it I mean um, look been anyway since four scraping his heels <laughs> scraping his ears around yeah literally with uh, my uh, fiance getting very frustrated but no um, my mate great example in this is my mate Jansen who is now got a high tech job like he does coding for someone he's got a great salary he's just bought a beautiful house but before he went to university, his dad used to literally ha- like have a go at him for being on his computer a lot. And he was doing a lot of coding and he was playing games, of course, with your mate, but he was learning so much. And he almost like had a joke with his dad when he turned around and bought his new house the other day and went, dad, remember when you used to sort of like have a go at me for being on my computer? And th- we could be all, we could, we're all got the potential to do that, you know, potentially to our kids and go, oh, don't be doing that. Don't do that because that's not what we do to get a job. And actually... 
now computers have become such a big job, it, it worked yeah. out for him. And so that's just something to think in the back of your mind, maybe. Mm. But look at, look at all our jobs. Like my dad, when I was at uni, I wanted to uh, drop out and go into media because I was doing English and I didn't want to be a teacher. My dad wanted me to finish my degree and become a teacher because that was a stable, proper job mm. rather than, you know, mess around with radio and media and stuff like that. And, and look at me now, you know. Yeah, and in about as much as a teacher. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, but I know I'm dealing with kids every day. Oh God! Uh, well, I mean, look, look at me. My my folks spent an absolute fortune to send me to music college, only for me to uh, not be doing anything with music. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> so yeah, I guess I don't know how you prepare for the inevitable. Like you, I don't know how yeah, you prepare so, for the unknown. So hard. You can't. I, mean, I think that's that's look a really look good at Jim. point. If you if you'd have told Jim when he was a kid what he'd be doing now for a living, he'd have been like. What's a computer? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> genuinely though, seriously, I'm, you know, I'm a content writer for websites. That was certainly not a job when I was, you know, oh, well, maybe it was a job for about seven people in the world. I, <laughs> I finished secondary school in 1995, went to sixth form, finished university by 2000 and it still wasn't really a big thing. And then that's kind of what I do now. So, yeah, you're kind of right. Although mm. I do realise the intention of your statement. <laughs> Thank you very much. But I think that's a great takeaway to take from this, though, is your kids' passions and interests actually might lead them to the things in the future that help them. Although I'm really not sure that my son watching Power Rangers 24 hours a day is going to help much. <laughs> hey. hey, well, you never know. He might become a great script writer. Well, yeah. he, he couldn't become a worse one than the people who wrote the Power Rangers. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <laughs> or the Royal Mail could develop a Power Ranger suit and maybe... Oh. Oh, Have you read that right? Perfect. Hold on. Wait, Royal Mail? <laughs> Royal Family. Oh, yes. um, Jack, have you got a news story for us? Uh, yes. Let me just pull it up here. Right. So, you remember a couple of weeks ago I t- talked about uh, a statue of Greta Thunberg? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. What a, uh, what a wonderful use of money that was. Well, new update in the world of statues. Uh, there's a town in Japan that has built a giant squid statue that cost roughly £165,000. Now, in itself, somewhat news. Here's the kicker. They used emergency COVID-19 relief grant money to build it. <laughs> what? Yep. <laughs> yep. What? Um, How have they got away with it? Someone's just gone, yeah, we're doing it. Like, we're just doing it. Don't say anything. We're doing it. Like, that's, that's insane. A very expensive statue as well, isn't it? That's- yeah. Well, I, I, I don't know. I don't know the going rate for a giant squid statue, you know? But, I mean, the Greta Thunberg one was like 30 grand oh, or something, yeah, it was. wasn't it? And this so is that- bigger. Yeah, well, okay. So, so sorry, what, what country? What country did you say it was? Japan. I was going to say so, like um, the the land of anime and manga. So it kind of makes sense that they would do it. It would be a, a, a squid it, or an so octopus or it, anything like that. That makes sense. But like, still in this current climate, to be well, that's it. In yeah. This yeah. town, this town, you know, fair enough to them. Uh, their delicacy is these flying squids, and it's a big source of tourism for them. So they have built it as a as a thing to sort of lure tourists back. But the criticism is, well, you could have spent that on, I mean, like, you know, 
COVID relief. Well, I mean, <laughs> but, 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 a statue's also, better than hand sanitizer, though, guys, isn't it? It's going to last longer. But not in preventing COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Scientifically, no. Uh, but it brings tourists, guys. Before, before everyone heads out to their local garden centre and buys a statue. <laughs> oh, that'll protect me against COVID, guys. I'll just plug that on the drive. <laughs> <laughs> with your government grant money <laughs> oh that's crazy can we just check it's not a problematic squid is it it's not like a slow a squid that was a slave owner back in the day oh, oh yeah no it's a massive racist squid it's horrible <laughs> oh man gonna get torn down uh, uh, sparky have you got a new story yeah i have got a new story and uh we uh, stay over in the asian part of the world in asia no, we stay over in asia because um Guys, have you seen, right? You know I love a space-related story. China have uh, launched a space rocket earlier last week into space. Um, and It's a good place for a space yeah. rocket. Yeah, right? yeah. Well, it's going <laughs> off to the Chinese space station, you facetious... Uh, <laughs> what names shall we go with? Uh, and um, so they've... What's happened is, anyway, it's gone into space. Uh, it's not gone right. It's malfunctioned. And now they've lost control of it. Problem is, now it's floating around orbit. And they've stated today, not quite sure where it's going to hit the planet. So consider this as a, oh. a warning as well as oh. a, like, oh, my God, guys, there's the spaceship potentially plummeting to Earth right now. And it could land anywhere. Someone called Bruce Willis. <laughs> it does. No, you're saying Armageddon. For me, I went to Donnie Darko. Isn't it in Donnie Darko? Like we're just sitting in a house and then a plane engine just goes uh, straight yeah, through the building. Yeah. You're like, that terrified me when I saw it. That was the scariest bit about Donnie now, Darko for me. Now, I don't want to sound like Brad here, but conspiracy theory, right? They haven't lost control of it at all. They're just trying oh. to land. They're trying to land it somewhere that they shouldn't be landing shit. Yeah. Right. Oh, right. oh, we've lost control of it. Oh, we're so sorry. Someone's been on the dark yeah. web. Chill out, Jack. <laughs> You're not sleeping again, mate. And and and, and inside of it, it has uh, an atomic explosion's worth of. COVID-19 mutant X strain. Oh, my God. Takes, that's it. That's Look, guys, it. you're not taking this serious. I was just giving you a warning. Look, just so you know, it's, right? It's filled with Huawei phones. <laughs> <laughs> and TikTok advertising. <laughs> all over the place. But honestly, I've told you. Isn't that terrifying, though? I know you're all joking, but you're thinking, I mean, it's probably going to land in well, water, yeah. Well, the but. thing is, like, I mean, like, most of it will probably burn up before it really mm. kind of, I don't know, makes it towards the stratosphere, so... Okay. I think I think I think I think you might be outside doing your your gardening there. Oh, Brad! Barking. If it was happening and, in a Marvel movie, you'd bloody think all, this was and, cool. And, and all of a sudden, <laughs> like a bolt will just land on the floor next to you, and they'd be like, "Ah, there we go." Okay, that's it. Yeah, that's but it. a bolt from outer space. Uh, like, I mean, I, I mean, which inches. contains which contains a mutant strain of a virus or a, or a mm. or a, an alien which infects. Oh, no. This is almost like venom. 5G trackers. 5G. <laughs> this could be how one of us gets our superhero powers, though. That's, you know, yes, cool, isn't yeah. it? Or dies a horrible death. Well, whatever. Yeah. I mean, you've got to play the odds, really, haven't you? Anyway, Sparky, not to put down what you're saying, that is that's, that is trippy, though, that at any point in time, you could be yeah. outside chilling and next minute a, a, a rocket just crashes in your garden, though. You can take the bins out and then boom, there you go. But, uh, don't say Do any warning. Get you a bit know, of warning. Wouldn't you be able to? I mean, my, my, I don't know how quickly it would go. I don't know about you guys, but my luck, my extension will be the first thing gone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, here he is. 
Uh, Brad, what's your story today? Um, So before I hit my story, I just want to give a round of applause to the German authorities recently who have cracked down on one of the largest international dark websites used to spread child pornography. Oh, Um, They shut down a site that had over 400,000 users worldwide. Absolutely disgusting. So bravo to the German authorities on that one. Anyway, going on to something a little bit lighter is... um, you guys know how difficult it is to, to change a nappy, right? Yeah. I mean, this is sounding very one show so far, going from something <laughs> serious to... There is a one-armed surfer. Her name is Bethany Hamilton, and she uses her feet to change her son's diapers. And I think that's just remarkable. Oh, Absolutely wow. remarkable. Nothing much to talk about on that one, guys, but I just think it's Whoa. very talented for someone to use their feet. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's oh, yeah. magnificent. Brad, you're going to try it on the Loose Dads uh, Facebook page this week, aren't you? Isn't that right? <laughs> 100%. I just don't know what you're going to look like in a nappy, those parts. <laughs> <laughs> don't forget the talc, though, Brad. You know I get sore. <laughs> and with that chilling image, let's give you a bit of respite from this. We've got the big question of the week coming up. And the big question of the week is, how do you uh, rinse out your eyes and ears from never having to think about that again? <laughs> But Tony from the Dad's Letter Group has got another question and that's coming up very soon. Loose Dads from the Dad's Net. It's four of us sitting around talking dad things. And this is the big question of the week. The big question of the week. The big question of the week this week comes from Tony on the Dad's Net group. Hi guys, I've got a bit of an issue and I'm hoping that you can help me. Um, How do I explain to my daughter that she's not fat and definitely needs to eat three meals a day? I think that her self-image, esteem and confidence isn't quite where it should be. How am I supposed to help her? So there's a, a few things we don't really know about this. We don't know the age of the daughter, we don't know what's behind the reason that she seems to think, obviously... She seems to think she's fat. She seems to think that she shouldn't eat three meals a day. Um, but I guess the sentiment is kind of the same, which is you definitely need to eat three meals a day and let's not worry about that. There are ways to kind of eat healthily and to in, introduce exercise and kind of if you're concerned about that, there are things that you can do moderately to make yourself feel better potentially. Um, Sparky, what do you think? Um, i tell you what, mate. Um, I think this one's difficult because I can hear the sort of concern in the dad um, when he's asking this question. You know, And again, if we knew the age of the daughter, then maybe it might be easier. But I've just gone through it. Let's, let's use a case study. Let's use my niece as a case study who's like just turns, turning 16, 17, so she's a little bit older. And actually what I found is she went through some times where she was worrying about how much she was eating and how she was looking against some of her friends at school. Um, and we just sat down and spoke to her and said, like, she shouldn't be worrying about these things at her age. Um, and it's strange, but I feel like, uh, the well, the world's changing now. Like, kids are becoming more aware of these things uh, younger. But I, I don't know, as a dad, what I try and do to reassure her is just say, OK, well, let's look at food that you're eating. Like, what do you want to eat three times? A, you know, what do you want as your three meals a day? Let's look at it. Let's give her a bit more choice in that fact. If she's old enough to ask questions like that, then maybe she's old enough to have a bit more input in her diet and maybe go down that route with her and just start 
building her up on what a nutritious diet is and there's a lot to be said isn't there about input into it so taking sort of ownership of it and understanding why we eat certain things and and i think that helps you get a better concept of the way that food works and the way that it works it could work for you so you know because people will just I mean, in some cases they'll go, oh, I'm fat, or people say I'm fat, I'm just not going to eat. But that doesn't work. Stopping eating your meals doesn't mm-hmm. instantly make you not fat or whatever because, you know, you, you end you end up compensating with things that probably make things worse for you or, you know, you, you it affects your mental health or whatever. So I guess that's it, isn't it? It's that full disclosure about, well, this is nutrition you need to know about nutrition in order to know that actually you do need to eat three meals a day and you do need to eat a balance of you know proteins and carbs and things like that yeah Um, absolutely i think it's important to also have an open discussion as to why she feels that way there may be someone saying something or it might be and it might be probably the most common one i think these days is social media i think social media is causing a lot of body dysmorphia issues with people um, because all you're, you're you're constantly flagged with is people using filters and making themselves look perfect, and uh, I mean the amount of times I've looked at people's lives and their profiles and gone, ah man, my life's crap. Whereas actually, you got to then remind yourself as an adult, hold on, they're just showing you what you want to see, what yeah, they want you to see. Hey, uh, my favorite saying on that, on. Brad: don't judge your behind the scenes on everybody else's highlight reel. That sums it up yeah. perfectly oh, for me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's that's absolutely so poignant for this. And I think as well as what you're saying is it's really, really important to educate her on nutrition and the importance of eating and the importance of exercise um, and the importance of being active. Um, because also I think in this day and age, like for me, I'm, I'm an emotional eater. And with lockdown and everything, man, I've packed on some 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 weight for sure and my health has taken a massive dive uh, and I'm now kind of at the point where I'm like listen I can barely run around with my kids before I'm exhausted so I need to make a change whereas when you're a kid you don't understand all of that and what that means so it's always best to sit down and have an open conversation and really like a just a, a find out what the root cause is find out what's making her feel this way why does she how does she and then work with her to formulate a game plan of um you know educating and if if for instance i mean i don't know but if, if she is then you you formulate if she is putting her weight then you can formulate a healthy plan of eating correctly maybe doing a bit of exercise changing the mental stigma around yeah get her into a club that, like get her into yeah. exercise and if that is the case like get her to find ways that she can enjoy maintaining her weight um, and yeah. keeping her weight and yeah. and, 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 and get her involved under- in in what the three meals a day are you know yeah like if, you're, oh, if yeah. you're teaching them yeah. about nutrition and that sort of stuff then then yeah meal plan with them so that they feel comfortable about the meals they're having Consuming, but you know yeah. that it's nutritionally okay um, rather than just you know snacking in between and you know forming unhealthy eating habits it, I think it's a, it's also a tricky line because you don't want to make her obsessed about it no. I think that's also yeah. that's that's the tricky bit is yeah. So I, I agree with Jack, like informing, in getting her involved, but try and maybe steer away from conversations about like, oh, this one only has this many calories and this yeah, because before yeah, you yeah. know it, she'll uh, be yeah. she'll be counting calories and 
And yeah, but if she's aware enough to be aware of her body and it it being different to other people, then she's aware enough to start understanding nutritional facts with food. Mm. So that's it. It's time maybe she's maturing enough to to have her put more input in. Even if you're just phrasing it as healthy choices, you know, you're meal planning and you're going, right, we're going to have chicken and chips there, right? Let's swap out the chips for salad or whatever. Mm. Mm. And that's the thing. I mean, he's Tony saying evidently saying she's not fat whatever that means necessarily anyway um so i guess that if someone's got that image of themselves then there's something to be done there as well that's a kind of talking process that's a discussion process and um and it's you know that you've got to be careful you don't want to point fingers you don't want to as you say you know make it become an obsession um but maybe there is someone that she might need to talk to depending on her age um because if that's her self-image then you know that could be the signs of something you know a sort of self-esteem issue or something like that yeah absolutely i think i think i mean i might be completely wrong on this i think body dysmorphia i think is is when you view yourself as Fat and anorexia. No, anorexia is when you view yourself as fat as well, isn't it? So I think the body dysmorphia is just when you don't see your body in the way in which it is, but you're you're kind of projecting mm. like a very negative um, yeah. outlook on what your body appearance is. And I think I think that's probably an issue that we're all going to face at some point. I think it's ever growing with the way in which social media is projecting mm. the ideal. And sorry, guys, I'm saying this with. Uh, what do you call them? Air, Air quotes. quotes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the perfect body. Yeah. Um, so I think it's a, it's a very good and relevant question for Tony to ask because I think there's going to be a lot of us actually facing that, boys and girls alike. You know what I'd um, say as well? Like, I, I, I'd i say, Tony, it's um, I, I'm with you. I bet it's a difficult conversation to have, like, to answer to your daughter. And it's like, have you spoken to your other half about it as well? Because I'd be straight on uh, SJ's back about this one. And just because, obviously, she's got a great understanding of that from a female perspective. You know, as a bloke, I feel like I'd find this a lot easier discussion with mm. my son Jackson than I would with my daughter, maybe. So maybe definitely worth getting the uh, the other half involved, um, Tone. Yeah, and I think it's just show support, be there for support, be there to talk, uh, be open, you know, make sure that she can talk to you at any time and that you're not going to shut her down or make her feel bad about anything. But I'm sure Tony knows that already. Um, I hope something in there helped, mate, but, you, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like I was thinking about what, what I was going to say on this earlier and I thought, you know, maybe this is one that we need to defer to the, the dads of older kids because... The closest I've experienced to this is earlier today when my uh, two-year-old was getting quite upset um, because his older brother told him he was a stinky bum. And he was saying, <laughs> I'm not a stinky bum, I'm just Harry. <laughs> and I thought, that's sort of the closest here. Someone's called him yeah. a name and it's got to him. Um, yeah. Oh man, he's and got a lot to come. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it does happen as they get older. Um, I think, God, did we manage just a few minutes there being serious and actually almost helpful? That is probably a record for us. We should, let's quit the podcast now. Hold on, though. I've got a genuine for you guys. Is I've kind of got that issue with my eldest at the minute where he's constantly overeating. Um, and he is. He's packing on the pounds. Um, and I do, uh, as, I, as I usually say, he's uh, podging out a little bit. And... Um, I try and have gentle conversations with him about it. Um, 
where like because because he always just wants to snack he, and i'm be like and because at the minute with lockdown and everything he's not exercising as much as he used to he, you know he, at school he'd always run around and whatnot and then that was off the cards mm. for like three and a half months and um so how would you guys handle it like if you know that your child is unhealthily eating so we, uh, we can we can see it happening with jake a little bit our eldest is three and a half um and we can see it where if he gets sad or something like that you give him a cuddle um and he'll say something along the lines of i just need a snack to make me feel better oh he's my man i'm an emotional eater (laughs) as well (laughs) and and you're like ah i want you to feel better but i really don't want to start an unhealthy relationship with food Mm, here food yeah um so yeah so I mean, I feel like it's completely a minefield because exactly, I'm at that point where Jackson is uh, like just coming up to 16 months now and it's just good to get some food inside him. Like we're just so desperate to get him to eat sometimes, (laughs) you know, so we could create bad food habits too. I mean, but you're always thinking it. This thought must be in all of our minds, however old your kid is, is like, are are they eating healthy enough? Mm. Um, And I, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is to this. I guess I'm going to feel my way through it as I go. But Brad, seriously, what what have you actually done with your boy? That I, I've, I literally just have conversations with him, just just to remind him to be mindful of it. Say, just to load um, a cucumber in his face and just like eat this instead, son. Like, you know, <laughs> and, and this is the wor- and this is that's the what worst. the internet will tell you he's, to do. Yeah, he's such a fussy eater as well. Like, I, like he's a total beige diet, and um, which makes it even worse. Like my youngest. Um, He'll eat anything. Avocado is one of his favorite foods. And Logan will just... Chicken nuggets, chips. Mm. Chicken nuggets, chips. And it's like, dude, you there, there's like a vast array of food out there that you're missing. Oh, I don't like it. But how do you know you don't like it? You've never had it. I just don't like it. Um, so he hasn't got the greatest diet initially, off the bat. He's not doing exercise. So we kind of try and gently remind him that you know you want to be careful you don't want to overeat you know you want to try and stay ha- um, healthy you want to try and be as active as you can be but it's really difficult because you don't want to approach it in a way that you are going to create as you say an unhealthy image or balance mm. about himself and food and whatnot um it, it's honestly guys it's it's it is a tricky situation to be in i i, I don't quite know how to so what we've tried to do is um, to not talk about the weight thing at all, but to kind of just explain why you need to eat a variety of things and not just chips or pizza or whatever. And just say, well, you know, it's great because, you know, when you eat these things, they help you, you know, do something. Or they help you dance for longer or they help <laughs> you kind of, you know, play for longer or run around for longer or something like that. And it, trying to do that but yeah we have uh, fussy eaters as well because you know they're children and yeah. uh, that's what <laughs> happens um that's keeping us on our toes because we're coming up with all these certain like different ways of doing food just to find the one that they will like because they'll always give it a go once so yeah, <laughs> then you yeah, just yeah. won't have it again but so i mean it's it's making a variety happen at least so you know well, like, some bonus. something i find with our kids is is they're constantly you know they'll get they'll start eating a load they'll get a little bit a little bit chubbier and then a few weeks later they have a growth spurt and they slim out again and yeah. and then it's they amazing when that and happens they get chubby, and then they have a growth spurt and they get slim again right so uh, you know 
maybe it's easier to say as a as a parent of younger kids but maybe maybe don't worry about it if he's looking a little full-cheeked well the thing is like he used to be very very active at school like he used to do his PA PE they'd run around the field you know he'd never complain about being fatigued or tired and then recently mm. he's done it and they used to do like five or six laps around the field and he's only he's only managed two this time before he was huffing and puffing and so it's it's mm. it's not necessarily just the weight it's the want you to be fitness. yeah because like my fitness is so terrible i don't want him to experience that as well because mm. it's like getting fatigued over the most ridiculous things is it's not it's not fun two words two words for you yeah. joe wicks hey <laughs> Love him and hate him at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's kind, Brad. Hey, that's kind. I know you've suffered. I only you said did. it because I thought it would rile you up. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, genuinely, I think a lot of kids probably did. Um, I mean, you know, it's not for everyone. And, and that's the thing. I think we talked about this last week, didn't we, about exercise. Not all exercise is for everyone. Mm. Um, but I think probably fair play to him, as annoying as he can possibly be. I think Joe Wicks <laughs> has sort of helped a lot of kids throughout Hell lockdown yeah. keep active and uh, and do stuff. So hats off to him for that. Um, but, um, um, and Brad, if worst comes to worst, mate, just sign him up for a tukeball club. He'll be going on holidays to France <laughs> and he'll be active for playing a team sport, mate. So <laughs> honestly, look that up. And, uh, and also, lastly, Tony, uh, don't feel alone. You're not the only one that didn't get your answer. That you want your question answered. <laughs> now Brad knows what it's like to put a question on one of the Dad's Net groups, including the Loose Dad's podcast Facebook group, where you can ask any questions and we will try to answer it. And I think we, well, I, to be honest, I think Tony got a better deal than most of the people. Yeah, I wish. I, yeah, I think I think Tony got the most sincere answer. To be fair, out of all of the times we've ever answered those questions, Tony, you made Bradley sensible. That's amazing. Thank you for your message. If you right. want any all more, all right, Mark. All right, <laughs> calm down with the full names. If you want any more information on parenting, or if you've got something to share, go to dadsnet.com. If you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, tell your friends about it. Give us a five star rating. Subscribe, follow, leave us a review, a nice one, possibly if you can. That would be lovely as well. Um, and thank you very much to Sparky. Thanks, gents. Thanks to Jack. Cheers, guys. And thanks to Brad as well. We're all off to go and play Quidditch or whatever it is that Sparky used to play. (laughs) Make sure you listen next week to Loose Dads. Loose Dads, a Dadsnet original podcast.